this is your first week joining us, my name is Allie Braun. I'm the Director of Special Projects at International Commission. And for those of you who are not familiar with International Commission, our mission is to enable and equip believers all over the world to share the gospel and make disciples. Our mission and our vision for everything we do is filtered through these words, equipping and enabling. So that's where the E and E in the E and E training come from. Um, and I know many of you are back here for the six weeks. Some of you are back here for the second or third week. So you're already familiar with these E and E trainings. And we're so thrilled that you've decided to join back for another week. But again, as a reminder, everything we do is filtered through this equipping and enabling vision. And so all of us at the International Commission are pro-Great Commission, um, but it's not the little suggestion. We don't see this found in the Bible. You can see this on your screen, um, kind of a little joke with Jesus and his disciples. He's not saying, um, you know, if you feel like doing this, if it's convenient to fit it into your lifestyle, to talk to people about me, that's great. That would be wonderful if you do that. Um, but try not to be too weird about talking to people about me. That's not what Jesus said. He gave us the great commission found in Matthew 28. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And I'm with you always to the end of the age, which is such an encouraging statement for Jesus to leave us with. He says that I will not leave you as you are going out and sharing about me and making disciples. So I hope that's just another reminder and encouragement to you that God is with us in everything that we do and everything that we say. And it is by his spirit that we are empowered to go and do what he's called us to do. So this is week number six of this eight weeks of Operation Andrew, but there's seven steps. So this week we will be reviewing step number six, which is schedule. Um, there are only seven steps of Operation Andrew, but we are adding on an additional week. So there's two more weeks of the training. We'll pick this back up in May. Um, but tonight we're going to be reviewing the previous five steps if you did miss them. Um, so we're going to be doing a recap of those steps, and then we have a special guest tonight who is going to be adding on and teaching you step number six. He's also going to share about how to share your testimony, as well as some evangelism tools that we have and things that might work for you. So that's what you can expect to be learning from tonight's training over the next um, 50, 55 minutes. As always, when we start out, we like to have a time of celebration. So I kind of said it when everyone signed on, but we're so thrilled to have so many returning participants back. So you can give yourselves a round of applause. Good to see you guys for returning. Um, and I would like to open it up right now to all of you. I would love to hear, and I'm sure others would as well, um, some praises from the last two weeks. We just had Easter, Ramadan has started. Uh, we taught you step number five. Um, two weeks ago. So if you have a praise or a story that you'd like to share of something that God has done in your life over the past couple weeks, um, specifically through Operation Andrew, we would love to hear those stories right now. I know Marianne is on here. Marianne said that her microphone is not working, but she did share a brief uh, praise with us that she invited five of the 10 people on her list over to her home and she got to ask them how she can pray for them. So that's really exciting. I don't know if that's the first time she's ever asked them that. And so that's a pretty big step. So 
Way to go, Marianne, um, for being intentional and reaching out to your friends and praying for them specifically and then asking them how you can pray for them. So I hope that you'll keep doing that and that your friends feel encouraged and loved by you simply by that act. So thanks for sharing that with me so that I can share with the rest of the group. Allie? Yes. Um, <clears throat> I had such a surprise last week as we um, talked about again about our operation Andrew uh, cards and our names and um, one of the guys on my uh, list is uh, JB and he just out of the blue dropped by my home and visited for a couple of hours uh, he and his girlfriend and they um, had just had news that his stepfather uh, has been diagnosed with cancer. And so um, I was able to share with them out of James 5 and, uh, and how important it is uh, to pray and how much God loves us and listens to our prayers. And then the next day they came to see me again. Mm -hmm. So that was like an out and out miracle. <laughs> I just praise God for what he did. Yes. Amen, Laverne. Thanks for sharing that. That's encouraging. Anyone else? Well, I had JB to show up at my church last <laughs> week, and he's been on my card for three years. So it must be JB week. Wow. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, praise God. Yeah. Was anyone able to invite any people from their list to an Easter service at your church? Yes, I invited one lady mm -hmm. and she came. Praise God. We are going to transition into our training time, and I'm so excited to introduce you all to Scott Mays. Scott has been married to his wife, Deborah, for 48 years, and together they have two daughters, one granddaughter, and a great-grandson. He served in the Navy for two years and served in Vietnam. Scott graduated from Midwestern Southern Baptist Seminary and has served as a church planter and a pastor for over 25 years. His first project with the International Commission was in 1997, where he went to Chile, and since then, he has returned to Chile 12 times. <laughs> he's been wow. to Chile 12 times, and he's been a participant or a coordinator on 45 international projects all over Central and South America. Wow. Scott began serving with IC in 2001 as, and has been full-time with us for the last 14 years. And a fun fact about Scott is that he has been to every single country in Central and South America, except for four. So, Scott, to start us off, you have to tell us what four countries you have not yet been to in Central and South America. I have not been to Venezuela, uh, Uruguay, uh, French Guiana, and Honduras. Well, welcome, Scott. Go ahead and take it away and teach us all about step number six. First of all, if somebody would like to open their mics and maybe give us a... Uh, uh, the first five steps of Operation Andrew, and you can ease, even use your uh, cheat sheets, your notes you might have to give us those five steps. Anyone willing to do that? Ooh, pop quiz. Scott, I think I can do that. Okay. 
Number one, write down the names of the 10 people. Number two, tell them you're praying for them. Number three, ask them for, uh, I can't read what I wrote. <laughs> what we gonna pray for. Number four, deepen your relationship with the gospel. Invite them to attend something at your church. Number five. Okay. Bravo. Yes, exactly right. Okay, Allie, pop them up so we can see how close he was. <laughs> Write the names of 10 people you want to reach for Christ and seriously commit to pray for each one of them daily. Number two, tell them that you're praying for them and, and uh, their name, show them that you've written their name on the Operation Andrew card. And then ask them for specific needs for which they want you to pray. And number four, deepen your relationship and share the gospel and the opportunity is present when the opportunity is presented. And then number five is invite them to, to attend a church service with you. And now tonight we'll be doing number six, which is scheduling. And really this part is uh, what we've been working up to from going through all through the, the steps of Operation Andrew, working to the point where we can visit them in their home or somewhere where comfortably they uh, you can talk to them, uh, bring them. Maybe you need to feel like you need to bring a brother or sister of Christ with you to help in the presentation. But as we move to this, this step of the Operation Andrew, it's, it's, it's the point of sharing how to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we need to be in a place where they feel more comfortable in listening, uh, be alert to that. In a place where there's not a lot of confusion going around or where someone or something that would distract them. And as I said, you may be able, may feel more comfortable if you bring another Christian with you. But be careful even doing this because sometimes they'll feel like they're being ganged up on. And uh, we're not there to do that. We're there to, to present to them the way to accept Christ in their life. God has a calling to those that we're praying for. And in John chapter 6, verses 44 and 65, Jesus says this, No one can come to me unless the Father who draws them, and I will raise them up in the last day. And then verse 65, he went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. And this is the point of our prayers. This is why we pray for them at the beginning. This is why we have that intensity of intentionally praying for somebody that is lost. So that God begins to work in their hearts and God begins to soften their hearts and the spirit begins to work in their life and draw them to him. It is God that calls the lost to himself and we are simply to help guide them on towards him. And when we realize that it becomes easier to walk through doors that he opens instead of us forcing our way through closed doors. Many times we try to present the gospel to people that that are not there. They're not ready yet. And God hasn't been drawn them to the extent of those that we've been praying for. He calls and we simply show the way. And may our prayer be that Lord help us to look at the world with spiritual eyes and ears to help lead others to you. That is why starting of Operation Andrew is that of praying so that those we know who are lost without a personal relationship with Christ praying for their hearts to be softened to his calling. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives, and this is a part that we call out to him. Prayer has been offered up to them, and 
Paul says in Acts 26 and 15 through 18 that he kind of gives uh, Paul a, an instructions in going. He said that Jesus says, I am Jesus whom you have persecuted. Now get up, stand up, and stand up to the, have appeared to you to point you as servant, as a witness, what you have seen and will see of me. See, that's the witnessing part. What we know personally, we just simply share that to those that we go to. He says, I will rescue you from these people and the Gentiles. But then notice what he says, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, to give them a fresh view of who Christ is, the light of the world, and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me, in Jesus. You and I have been given the power to be a witness according to Acts 1.8. We actually received this power upon our conversion. And it says you receive the power of the Holy Spirit when it comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the, all the ends of the earth. Really, this particular passage of scripture not only shows us where our power comes from, that we accepted Christ in our life through the Holy Spirit. Now that power is in us, but he also gives us a command. You will be my witness. And this is a command for every Christian, but it's also a responsibility that we are to go share with those who do not know Christ. And, but it's a great privilege, a privilege to be go and and share what Christ has done in our lives, how the Holy Spirit has worked and, and changed our lives. Some points to remember as we go out to witness to those that we've been praying for is that we are not to change anyone's life. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. We are not to judge or condemn their lives. That's the work of the work of God. And we're not, and we're not able to save anyone. Only Jesus can save. And I think that's a point that. Sometimes we forget that when we go talk to somebody that we're thinking we're saving them and we, we're not. It's the, it's the work of Christ upon the cross that saves them. And we are only to witness about God's love and his forgiveness. And then we just ultimately leave the results in his hands and in their hands. Another thing we might remember of this is that always, always remember it's not about us, but it's about God and it's about them. So if possibility they reject you, do not take it personally. It's not against you. It's in fact that their hearts have not come to that point of, of receiving Christ in their lives. But you will need to let them know that you will continue to pray for them. Continue to pray for them. And in fact, you may even move them to the top of your operation and do this because you've already visited with them. But do expect God to work in their lives. And it may be that sometime later, that as you've been praying, they may even give you a call and want to talk about what you've already shared with them. One of the greatest tools that we have is our own personal testimony of what God has done. Simple steps, and I would, I would encourage each one that, to sit down and maybe just uh, write out your personal testimony and rehash it over with you, in your mind what you've gone through. My wife made a statement one time. She says that when I go over my testimony it's not only that i am sharing it with somebody how to come to christ but i'm reliving what god has done in my life the first thing we need to 
and our personal testimony is that what were our li lives like before Christ? And I don't think a person needs to go into great detail. I don't spend a lot of time right here. Just simply say, you know, your life was messed up and we were doing things that was contrary to God's will and, 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 and then move on to the second one of what led you to accept Christ into your life. Use scripture, maybe certain scripture, you know, that, that we find that, that we were sitting in a church service or someone was sharing with us and they brought a scripture to us and it made us aware that we needed Christ in our lives. And then go to the third, third part of your testimony is like they, what changes have taken place and what joy has come and, and all the changes are there, but, but also this personal relationship we have with, the, with Jesus Christ, the one who, who was willing to die on a cross for us and share what that means. And I say to you tonight that no one can refute your testimony of what Christ has done in your life. It is yours and it is true and you can share that with others. On a field, uh, I came across a, a time that when I was out and we were, we were visiting and, and uh, we'd went to a school and we'd shared with the students uh, about the relationship to Jesus. And then as we left that school, we, we've come down to the road to a, <coughs> excuse me, come down to a road to a little country uh, store on a corner that uh, the lady, she sold uh, pop and candy and <coughs> sold to the children come out of school. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I've, had a, <coughs> I've had a cold this week and it's kind of getting in my throat tonight. <coughs> and we asked her if we could share with her. So she closed the door up and we went into one room. It was her bedroom and her in her kitchen and her living room. Excuse me. And uh, <clears throat> so I sat down and I began to share with her my personal testimony and why I was there in her in her community. And uh, then I went through the steps that I would ask her, do you know, do you believe in God? Do you believe that Jesus is the son of God? Do you believe that you're a sinner? And I went all through these steps and I get to the point where and I used some scripture, and I got to the point where I asked her if she'd like to, to pray to accept Christ in her life. And she said, you know, I closed up my only form of income to listen to you today because I had heard you were here in my community, and I was just waiting and hoping that you'd come by and tell me how to become a Christian. Well, she prayed to accept Christ, but later on in the evening back at church, as I began to share <clears throat> that I that I had talked to her, I found out she was on three different people's Operation Andrew cards. They had been praying for her. I just happened to be the one to be there at that time to lead her to Christ. I had another time that I was I was in Guatemala and, and a friend of mine said that uh, I have a friend that I've been praying for. He's on my Operation Andrew card, but, but uh Something's happened in his life. He was not a Christian. He was in a bar. He got shot. He was shot two or three times. And at this present time, he's, he's laying in his bed at his home. And, and uh, I want to know if we could go over and, and visit with him and pray with him. So we went over to his house and, and we introduced each other and to each other. And, and he, of course, his family were asking prayers for healing. And I told him, I said, before I pray for healing of your body, I want to ask you some questions. And uh, now remember, this gentleman that took me over there had this man on his Operation Andrew card. 
He had been praying for him. It just took God to put him flat on his back through a, 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 a shooting in a bar that somebody could come and talk to him. So anyway, I went through the plan of salvation with him and he, he prayed to accept Christ and three of his family members prayed to accept Christ and then we prayed for his healing. But see, it was already the God working in his life and his heart was open to God pulling to him in order to share the gospel. Your personal stories of how God has worked in your life through your testimony works wonders in people's lives. And I found out with my own personal testimony, God places me in the same room with people who have gone through something similar and uh, where I know the answers, at least uh, that I can turn them to Christ that will meet the need in their life. And I think other ways that you can do for doing evangelism as far as personal testimonies on the field will be when you walk into a home, look for the little things that might help you in starting a conversation, such as a calendar on a wall. You know, ask the individual, what's, what's your birthday? Show me your birthday on the calendar. And then say, you know, I've got two birthdays. And tell them when the day that you accepted Christ in your life. And use that as, a, as an inroad to share with them. Or you can say, you know, on a calendar, I noticed that you, you have some dates for going to the doctor. Do you realize that we have a date with Jesus one day? That our lives will be called upon to give account of what we've done on this earth and use that as a tool to get in. I was, uh, I was in one place and I, of course, when you're in South America, you can claim being a gringo and, and, you know, for your stupidity, I guess. But I was seeing a lady, she was doing her laundry and I asked her, I said, what are you doing? She said, well, I'm doing the laundry. And I said, why are you, why are you washing the clothes? And she said, well, I'm washing the clothes so I could get the dirt out of them. And I said, you know, that's, just exactly what Jesus did on the cross for us. He died so his shed blood could wipe away the sin in our lives. Clean us up, just like you're cleaning those clothes from the dirt. And use these tools as a way to get in. But we also, an international commission, have put together some evangelism tools that you can draw upon to help you be more comfortable, more comfortable in sharing your gospel. Whatever way works best for you, hone it in work on it and use it to draw others to, to a relationship to Christ. Learn more in, in, in sharing what the word of God says. And there's no one perfect way. We all have those that we feel comfortable with, but we need to hone in on those to make them better. I think that uh, a lot of people get concerned about worrying about what to say itself, but the best tools is the words that God gives you that helps lead them to know the Savior. He will bring back scripture to your mind that you've learned even from a child. I had a Jehovah Witnesses show up at my home one time. The man was in charge from Canada to the Gulf, from the Rocky Mountains to the, to the Missouri or uh, Mississippi River. He was in charge of all that area. And even though he wasn't on my Operation Andrew list, God brought him to my home and as I begin to share with him about things that uh, the scripture, God began to saturate my mind with scriptures to present him. And when he walked away that day, uh, confused in his own thinking because of his, what he was wrapped up in, I thought to myself, man, I didn't even know I knew the scripture. Don't be afraid that God will give you words to say. And when you share with person. So this timetable, what we're doing in Operation Andrew tonight, is that to set up a time, 
set up a place in order to share the gospel with them and allow them to have that opportunity to accept Christ. Remember, they've been prayed over many, many times. The Spirit is already working in their lives. God has drawn them to Him, and we simply show them the road, the way to know Christ. And He's the one that we can trust to bring the answers in our lives. Well, we're going to have a breakaway, and I want to encourage you doing this breakaway that, uh, uh, well, I guess we're going to have a little sharing of a 15-minute testimony, first of all. And uh, so, Allie, I guess we need to have someone that would like to share their 15-second testimony today. If they want to open up their mics and do so. Absolutely. Any yes. takers? Scott, you did a great um, just recap of what we learned a few weeks ago about how to share your testimony, your life before Christ, how you met Christ, and what your life is like afterwards. So does anyone want to practice their 15-second testimony that we taught you a few weeks ago? We taught it the same night as the hand gospel. So um, has anyone practiced with an unbeliever or taught your testimony to another friend? Open up your mic right now. We would love to hear it. The way we um, taught it was you start out by saying there was a time in my life when, and you name two characteristics of your life before Christ. And then you say, but then I met Jesus and, and you say, he forgave me of my sins, or I realized I was broken or I turned to him. And then two characteristics of your life after Christ. So now um, I'm, I'm more generous or not greedy, or um, now I'm loving and kind or selfless and generous so does anyone remember that and does anyone want to practice their 15 second testimony all right that's okay i'll actually share mine just as a, a reminder to everyone on here whether um you've heard this before or maybe this is your first night here so this is just a way to condense the story god has given you into 15 seconds or less so my 15 second testimony is there was a time in my life when i was a very angry and bitter person but then i met jesus who loved me and died for me. And I repented of my sins and he filled my heart with forgiveness and joy. Do you have a story like that? Or you end with, have you ever experienced something like that? So the point is to share a little bit of your story and ask if the other person has ever experienced that, or if they can relate to you. And if they say no, or, oh yeah, I have a really hard time forgiving people or yeah, I'm, I'm pretty angry all the time. Then you can go in to sharing the gospel. So that's just one, one small example of how you can share your testimony. Like Scott said, there's not one perfect or right way. That's just a tool that we use to help you craft your story if you've never done it before, or if you have, you feel like you have this massive testimony that takes you 30 minutes every time you tell it, it's just a way to condense it down a little bit. So that's the 15 second testimony. But if you want to learn 15 second testimony, and again, it is on our website under um, evangelism tools and resources. So you can watch a video if you want to learn how to do that yourself. I've had a couple of people ask me, and when I was sharing this with our life group class, I uh, used this tool uh, to talk to them about evangelism. I've had a couple of people ask me, uh, even since you've done this, since you've taught this, so what if you don't have a dramatic story? What if you're, you know, if you were grown, grew up in the church and all it was was you finally figured out it's time for me to accept the Lord? One of the things I suggested to them was more like a if you feel better and the circumstance suggests it, then go to something in a recent history that was 
time. Like in my case, I said, uh, mine was there was a time in my life when I'd been without a job for a long time and I was anxious and unsure. But then I looked to Jesus and stopped looking inward and start looking, started looking upward and waited and trusted him. And then I knew I had his guidance. Sometimes it's those kinds of circumstances, depending on your audience too, I feel like. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's a good example. I became a believer when I was very young, so I don't have a lot of memories or history or experience living my life without Christ. So I just give examples of what my life is like when I'm not walking closely with the Lord and the particular sin tendencies that I have and how when I um, surrender my life to the Lord again and um, confess my sins and repent of that, then my life is filled with joy and peace and selflessness or um, generosity. So if your story is like mine, that's just one way that you can craft your story um, is what your life is like when you're not walking closely with Christ. I think too, Ellie, the second part of your testimony of how you did become a Christian is very important. You know, the scripture, uh, the scripture is what makes us aware that uh, we need a savior. Uh, the scripture tells us that uh, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So a part of our testimony has to also incorporate what God spoke to our hearts through his word to draw us to him too. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So we have our breakout room time now. Um, and so this will be a time you'll have 10 minutes and it'll be about five people to a room. So this will be your time to, um, set up and discuss amongst yourselves how you can incorporate step number six, which is um, scheduling a specific visit to bring those on your Operation Andrew list into your home or to meet out someplace and to bring another brother and sister in Christ with you to join you in um, this opportunity to share the gospel with someone. So, um, Scott was actually sharing a couple ways that would be good to figure out where to do this. So Scott, do you want to share with them what you share with me the other day? Well, I, I would drive around and I just get, I just be in prayer and ask God to make me aware of, of a, a place to meet, maybe a little park in a corner where there's not a lot of traffic, there's not a lot of people, uh, where it might be that they would feel comfortable and not be feel threatened, but yet you have a freedom not to be interrupted and in sharing the gospel with them. And also pray about uh, someone that might want to go with you. That's very important too the one that goes with you to, to, to be a part of sharing the gospel. The point is getting to them to a point, a place where they're able to listen to you as you share the gospel with them. Exactly. So that's what you're going to discuss in your small groups now. Um, hopefully you have your Operation Andrew list. You have a piece of paper, a pen, or maybe even your phone that you want to come up with a plan of action for these next few weeks. So how are you going to implement this next step? And I will say that these seven steps of operation, Andrew, they're nothing supernatural. They're not um, driven from a particular passage of scripture, but what we have found is that it's simply the intentionality. It's praying specifically and intentionally, and it's taking these steps to cultivate a relationship, to invite them into your home, to invite them to gather with you. And 
other believers to see how you live and how you love each other well and love the Lord. Um, so this is just the next step in cultivating that relationship with the purpose of wanting to share your story, but most importantly, God's story of how much he loves them and wants to have a relationship with them. So that's what you're going to do in the next 10 minutes is just answer these simple questions, come up with a plan of how you're going to implement this step in the next several weeks. And again, you'll have about four to five people in your room. So you'll have 10 minutes. I'm going to open up the rooms right now and we'll see you back in the big room in 10 minutes. I hope that was a productive time and you got to come up with a plan for how you're going to implement this next step. Um, before we move forward, does anyone have any questions, anything we need to review again or any questions for me or Scott? Yeah, I have a question. Um, what's the best way to approach these churches that do not do Operation Andrew? Because most of the projects I've been on, they have not done it. Well, I would, I would, Jim, uh, I would con confront them. I'm basically up front. If how many of you have got uh, Operation Andrew cards and those, you know, uh, and then ask them if, you know, uh, do you have any lost people and your family and friends you like to, uh, for the be pray for and that we can go visit. And I always think that when you lead someone to Christ on a project, is to ask that particular person with all their enthusiasm for becoming a new Christian, do you have somebody else that you would want us to go talk to? Uh, prayer is a very, very important part of it, the basic foundation. But sometimes, like, uh, like you said, some of the churches are not, not as involved in it as they should be. And uh, we just have to go with the, the almost training them and almost encouraging them and, 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 uh, in in praying for those that are lost and uh some sometimes it's the the leader in that church didn't uh do their work as they should even though the uh the they've been to a preparation meeting and and all sometimes those in the church don't follow up as they should and and uh but we just we have to encourage them we have to start where they're at and say okay Start naming off people you don't know Christ right here, right now, and, and write them down and then say, okay, let's set up a visit with them and uh, work in that direction. All right, then we are going to move on to the challenge. And I actually said this earlier, but our challenge for you this week is to put into practice these steps, whether you need to return to step number one and writing down more names or different names, or step number two is asking them if they have any prayer requests. Um, We've been doing this for nearly 50 years at International Commission all over the world. And we have seen the fruit of millions of people almost annually coming to Christ. And this is, this is the main resource and model that we use in everything that we do. And we see how successful this is. So this is why we wanna share it with you because this isn't something that just works overseas. Um, prayer works anywhere with any race or denomination of people. Um, and so we want you to put these steps into practice and maybe you're stuck on step number four or step number five. It's okay if you wanna spend a little bit more time on one step or another or put them in different order. Um, but again, the point is we want you to put these steps into practice and to share the gospel and make disciples. And like Jesus said in the great commission is to teach people to obey everything 
that, that he's commanded us. And discipleship doesn't start at conversion. It starts now. We can show people how to follow Christ and what it looks like to live a life dedicated to Christ um, even before they come. So we can be discipling people now and what it looks like to pray and what it looks like to be a good neighbor, to be a good coworker. So that is the challenge for these next three weeks because our next training isn't two weeks from today. It's actually in three weeks on May 6th. So you have a little bit more time now to put this particular step into practice, but we would love to invite you back in three weeks for the final step. It is um, step number seven of the seven steps of Operation Andrew, but it is not the last week. We will have one more week after this. So we don't want you to miss either of the last two of these trainings for this series. So go ahead to our website and register if you haven't already. If you don't think you are available one of these final evenings, that's okay. Go ahead and register anyway, because we'll send you a recording the next day so that you can still catch up with us. And we've said in previous weeks, we actually um, are starting a new tier of our ministry called North America Projects. And this is very exciting because, like I just mentioned, we've been doing Operation Andrew overseas for nearly 50 years. Um, but now we are taking the same model and working with churches in the United States. And we are thrilled to announce that we have just booked our first North America Project. It's going to be in South Central Missouri, September 30th through October 5th. So if you want to be a part of this pioneering going team where you will go to South Central Missouri and partner with, I think it's about a dozen churches who are getting the Operation Andrew list, who are writing down names, they're, they're beginning to pray now and put these steps into practice all in preparation for when you, the team members come and they're going to, I think it's actually kind of step number six, it's where they have scheduled a visit um, with another brother and sister in Christ, which is us, it's the receiving team, and we'll go to their home with the purpose of building that relationship and sharing Christ intentionally. It's super exciting, so we would love to invite each of you on this call to participate in the first North America project. Again, that's in South Central Missouri, September 30th, through October 5th. Well, in our closing, as we always do, um, if you could please right now put in the chat the name of one person on your Operation Andrew list that I'm going to ask Scott to pray over. And as you do that, we do have another giveaway for this week. It's some exclusive IC goodies. And our winner for this week is Jim Wilcox. Congratulations, Jim. So be on the lookout in your mailbox by next week. We're going to send you some things in the mail. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. That's just about everyone. So Scott, if you wouldn't mind praying us out, please. Father, we just thank you so much for your love and your grace and your mercy. We thank you that you've called not only us to you for salvation, to calling you've given to us to go share the gospel with others. We pray for these names that have been mentioned tonight. We know there are just a few of those, many of the prayers that we have in Operation Andrew. And we pray for each one of these that tonight there will be a special drawing from you in their hearts and that their hearts can be turned to you so that when they are addressed with uh, their relationship to you, that they will say yes to you. Just thank you that it's in your hands and for us to, to work the way that you so choose and as you work through us. Thank you for each one that was on the call tonight and those who'll be viewing this. Help them as they would intentionally uh, draw to you and to those who need Christ. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. Thank you. You all now have been equipped and enabled. Now go and schedule some appointments and we'll see you back here again in three weeks.